Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum Podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode, we have Netflix 234th film from 2020. It's the drama All Day and a Night. It's directed by Joe Robert Cole and stars Ashton Sanders, Jeffrey Wright, Regina Taylor, and Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. I'm Jesse, I'm writing here solo, and I'm excited to talk about this film from 2022, oh sorry, 2020, <laughs> not 2022. As always, I'm gonna spoil this, so if uh, you want to give us a pause, come back later, if you're keen on checking this one out, do so now, because I'm gonna start with the fast flicks where I do a quick summary of what the film is all about, and this one is about a young man who commits murder and looks back on his life to how he got to where he is. All right, let's have a talk about how this one got to Netflix. So realistically, I think this one was announced on March 20th of 2018, when Netflix said, we've greenlit this new film entitled All Day and a Night, to be written and directed by Joe Robert Cole. In July of 2018, the cast jumped on board, ready to go for filming, which started later that month, um, or the 30th, I think, of July 2018, went through till the 14th of September in 2018, in and around Oakland and Berkeley in California in the US of A. There, I guess the big thing to talk about this film, there's a, a really good long tracking shot of a character, um, Jacor, Shantae, and TQ walking through this party um, to see this guy called Stunner. This shot, it goes for four minutes. It's cool, it's a really cool shot. Highly recommend this shot in this film. The title, um, I guess the title of this film, let's talk about all day and a night, what does it mean? And it's really what Jar, the, the main character in this film, states, I guess, or his theory of what the movie's about through a voiceover. He says, if you had all day and a night to understand your life, where would you begin? And I guess, you know, that, that's where we're at. What, where does your life begin? Um, this did have a tagline, and the tagline sort of, uh, I reckon that one that I just said then works better than this tagline. This tagline's three words, each with a uh, full stop after it. It was born, gangster, repeat. I much prefer that idea of, you know, where would your life begin if you had all day and night to understand it? Uh, I think that's a much better tagline. Anyway, translations around the world for this one. In Brazil, it's called Endless Days. In Greece, it's called Double Prison. I like that, that makes sense. That's that's good, because we do see uh, that uh, Ja and his father are in prison together. Uh, in Hungary, it's called Life to Download. I've got no explanation, can't explain that one. Um, and in Japan, it's called All Day and a Night, Got a Lifetime Sentence. So some good uh, good different titles there around the world. This was nominated for two awards, didn't win either, but it was nominated for Outstanding Achievement in Casting for a Low Budget Comedy or Drama Feature. This was at the Casting Society of America Awards. And it was also uh, nominated for Best Costume Design in an International Feature at the CAFTCAD Awards. I think they're Canadian, so um, good on them, good on them for, for that one there. This was released on the 1st of May, 2020, Netflix worldwide. What are the critics and audiences saying about this one? On Rotten Tomatoes, sits at 53%. So that is rotten, that's on 38 reviews. So close, but not quite there. The audience a little bit higher at 59%. That's still rotten there as well though. That's on more than 100 ratings on IMDb. A bit higher, sits at a solid six out of 10. That's on nearly 4,000 ratings. Letterboxd, very similar, a 3.1 out of five on nearly three and a half thousand. And on Netflix, I actually got a percentage match when I when I put this title in. It said I'd have a 79% match with this film. So let's lead into my thoughts. Did I match or not? I think um, the, the structure for this one, it's a little bit confusing, a uh, little bit off-putting at times, but I was still engaged. I think you know, this isn't an easy watch of a movie. It's not gonna be for everyone, but I, I did enjoy it. I, I did like it, and I think it's, it's well worth uh, putting aside some time to give it a shot. 
Let's talk about the character. So Jakor or Ja, as we were talking about. Um, I mean, this is a kid who's the result of a difficult childhood, really. He's got a mother who, who wants to stand up for him, but a father who sort of isn't able to do what he needs to do to be a good dad. Uh, you know, growing up, Ja's, his choices are his. Um, you know, he's told to not be like his dad, but he doesn't have that support around him to do anything or be anything different, even though he does take this strong stance against drugs because of his father's abuse. Um, you know, he wants to be better and he wants to better himself through his music. He he's, wants to start a rap career, but he doesn't have the means to do it. He doesn't have the money. He doesn't have the support. And the only way he can get that money and that support is to turn to people who aren't necessarily good characters. Um, I don't, we see a little bit of a change um, towards the end of the film in, in him wanting to be a part of his dad and his son's or his child's life. Um, but yeah, that, that's where we're at with this character. And the the timelines um, going backwards and forwards in this non-linear way probably don't help with us being able to fool the see, or sorry, to see the full progression of his character to where he is at. I did mention his dad, Jacor's dad, um, JD, and you know he's not he's not necessarily a poor or bad father. Like he does want the best for his son, but he's made poor decisions, and those poor decisions have led to you know almost being disabled by drugs, and and unfortunately he's got mental health concerns too. So. He can't be the dad he wants to be, but he does want his son to succeed. So that, that's a nice thing to see in a father character. Um, a few of the other side characters, TQ. This guy, he's meant to be uh, Jar's best friend. Um, you know, he's supporting him to get his music out to people to see it. But but this is a guy who, who deals in drugs. He does drugs. And obviously, as I said, Jar, he doesn't want anything to do with this. And it's sort of revealed later on too that, you know, he's a bit of a mole uh, who's working for this Malcolm guy who's, who we're trying to track down in this film. So not really a good friend in the end anyway. And we sort of uh, see his demise at the end of the film um, in the hands of Jar anyway. Um, Shantae, she's Jar's girlfriend. And you know, she seems lovely and supportive, but but for some reason, they sort of give her this backstory of, of having a sex tape, which creates conflict. And I'm not sure we needed that conflict in a character that, you know, would have been nice to see one supportive person, especially considering she was pregnant, to, to, to be that character that could bounce ideas off Jar um, at times. The other characters, quickly, Lamarck, um, he's Jar's best friend growing up. We see them younger at school together and and he's sort of this side story of a character who went and served in the military. He tried to better himself and, and get out of the, the slums and the, the areas that they were in. But, um, you know, the military has complications um, and he's been injured. He's in a wheelchair. It's not good. And obviously a little bit of a critique of, of you know, this idea of joining the military, getting a uniform, earning money, but the, the impact that this does have on some people. Um, and finally, Big Stunner is this crime boss who's sort of the, the main reason we're chasing after the Malcolm. And he needs a hit guy. So who better than, than Jar who, who needs someone to, to give him some money and, and something to do in life? Um, time to talk about the director, Joe Robert Cole. Interesting, he's worked a bit with um, Ryan Coogler. Uh, he wrote the two Black Panther films. Uh, he wrote two episodes for the O.J. Simpson um, arc of American Crime Story, that TV series. And he does have another feature. This is his second feature film. His first one was called Amber Lake back in 2011. Don't know anything about that one, but um, yeah, getting out and about, doing some work. Time to talk about some scenes. Let's talk about some scenes, some things I enjoyed, things I didn't like. I think the opening, like, like I said before, this is a very non-linear narrative, and the opening starts with um, Jar murdering two people, cold-blooded, um, and it was a very revealing opening. So it sort of set up what this film was going to be about. Then we sort of flash back to when Jar was younger and he was a little kid and he sort of gets beat up by this other kid and he goes home and, and his dad 
just beats the living daylights out of him for, for not standing up for himself. And it was really hard to watch, really confronting. And then we see, you know, because of this, he does, or Jar goes back and attacks this kid. And it was just really confronting, really, really well shot and well put together. Uh, the scene Jar finally gets a job. He gets a job at a shoe store. And this was just really heartbreaking. This was so disappointing that this white customer comes in and was like, you know, where's where's the salesperson? And he's like, well, I work here. And she just shows off a disgusted look and walks out. I just thought that, that really broke my heart. Um, there was this sort of drag race where these cars were doing circles and spins. The camera work in there was really, really good. Uh, Jar, you know, he, he's getting angry about Shantae's video that I mentioned before, and he gets on his bicycle. And this was just so well shot. He's riding this bike down the streets and then he sort of becomes combined with these kids that are riding the bikes down the street too, just like the youthful person he was and then he sort of makes this turn to sort of show you know that him, this is him making choices he's, he's no longer this young kid that's that's carefree not that he ever really was carefree but that was just a really nice little scene there's a conversation between um jar and his dad jd in a car where you know he's he's, he's a kid and he's taught you know as a dad he's telling him, you know i love you and then he goes on this little rant about how tough life is like one felony they got you and I think he talks about like, no one's gonna hire you, you're not gonna get food stamps. Like how are you supposed to live? Um, and, and it's hard out there. And you know, he, he believes in his son. He wants him to do the right thing. And I like that scene, that was nice. Um, the only other thing too, I think, and I, I like this probably because I didn't predict it myself, but the idea or the twist, I guess, that Malcolm was the, the drug dealer or the guy that was dealing to his dad, um, to JD, that got me. I wasn't expecting that. I've, I'm probably guessing a lot of people did suspect that, but I thought that was good. That was a good real little reveal for me. The only thing I didn't like about this, and I've already talked about it a little bit, the, the voiceover that we get throughout was a little bit repetitive. I'm not sure we needed it to give further context. Film's a visual thing. We can see what's happening on the screen, and these jumps backwards and forwards through time. It didn't really add anything. A linear version of this story could have been okay without that twist and you just tell that story um that probably would have been fine some themes some ideas what was this one saying so uh, you know th there's a bit about reflection reflection on your choices your decisions reflection on who you keep around you and, and how you act um as well as that idea of growing up into manhood um you know going from boyhood growing up that father and son relationship the complexities between it because you know jd is in prison and you know having your dad in jail that's not going to be an easy thing there's a lot about race in this too. I mentioned this, this the customer before, but the idea of the teacher not wanting to try um, at work, you know, um, Jai overhears this conversation of this white girl that really offended him and he gets revved up and wants to follow her home and ends up in their neighborhood and it's just highlighting the struggles that, that many people face and that, that system that, that lets them down, um, you know, it doesn't provide, it, it almost creates its own trauma, but also there are choices. Um, you know, even if you aren't supported, you still have the ability to choose your own path. You sort of have to, and as hard as it can be, you have to ignore that anger, that aggression, that pain, and just get by with what you can. Um, and that, that leads to that repetition, that cycle. What, what does it mean to be free? What does freedom feel like? Even if you're locked in prison and you've got walls around you, if you're living in the hoods, you've got walls around you too. So how do you escape that? Um, and I touched on this through the character of Lamarck before, but veterans, you know, they put their, their lives on the line the struggle and the impact that has when they get home if there's no support it's a tough tough situation um so quite a lot of heavy stuff in this and this film is heavy um and i'm probably gonna you know talk now about what i took away from this and i think the final i've tried to keep away from the final scenes as much as i can because we have um this shot 
of JD, Jar's dad, with him as a baby in his arms and talking about how he wants him to rise above his life. And then we sort of get this cut to, to Jar and his dad, current time, in prison together, rebuilding their relationship, planting some plants. It just didn't connect with me, this, this conclusion, because he's in prison forever. It's, it's too late for that message because they're stuck there together. Yes, he might be able to move on and, and build that relationship with his, with his child and with his dad, but he can't get out of prison now. So it's really hard that he, he couldn't rise above what his dad did. And I'm not sure maybe that is the message that, you know, it's too hard to, to rise above. Um, questions. Let's talk about it. Um, there's obviously a little bit more of a discussion or, or me talking to myself about some things I thought about. But I mean, the idea, like we had a lot of male characters in this film they didn't really show us any weakness in these characters or any emotion or, you know, it, it could have been done, you know, make, add some scenes with, with some pain, some tears, and then you add a whole new layer to the film. Um, I'm not sure why they didn't, I'm not sure, but that could have, that could have added to it. And I think the other one, which is a bit of a tough one because that, that structure that I'm talking about, we're, we're following Jarley's film and we see him brutally kill two people straight away. You need to do a lot of work as an audience member to then get on board, to want to see him succeed, to want to see him do well. So as I said, I've harped on this so much, but the structure of the film, the way it was cut together, not a massive fan. Um, I'm ready to put this together. I think, you know, as I, this, this isn't going to be a film for everyone. It, it's a very, it's a depressing movie. It's, it's, it's deep, it's sad, and there's not a lot of positivity in it especially in that conclusion. Um, but that, that conclusion, it is meaningful because, you know, th th this is the reality for a lot of people. I enjoyed it. I like this film. I'm giving it a three and a half out of five. Worth a watch. Get on board. But obviously, if you ha you've had a bad day, don't watch this film. Um, you need to be in the right mindset to enjoy it. We're on socials, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Give us a follow. Give us a like if you can. The question I wanted to put out there, it's based from based from the film. It's, it's some dialogue. The question I want you to answer for me is, how do you believe in yourself when no one else does? It's such a hard thing to do. If you don't have people in your corner, if you don't have people with your back, supporting you along the way, helping you out, giving you advice, giving you critique, giving you criticism, giving you whatever you need, it's really hard. Um, and that, that's where I'll leave it because we're back next week. Next week, another 2020 film. This one's from India. It's a crime thriller called Mrs. Serial Killer. It's directed by Sharish Kunda and it stars Jacqueline Fernandez, Manoj Bajapi and Mohit Raina. That's what we've got. I'm excited. International film. Going to be a little bit of a different mood than this one, I would, I would suggest. But as always, thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you next time.